0: Did you hear the three main words in that anthem you just heard? The words, yes, yes, praise, and hallelujah. And I don't know about you, but I wanted to join right in with them. And so why don't we all be the choir for a moment? And on the count of three, let's say together, yes, praise, Hallelujah, and let's say it loud enough that the people over at the Starbucks in Montrose will hear us. All right, on the count of three, yes, praise, hallelujah. Woo, that sounded good, I love that. And what you heard today from the Sanctuary Choir is just a tiny little niblet of uh, this Saturday's service at 7 p.m. It's a musical history of resurrection telling our story in song all the way from the Montrose to Joanne, Waugh, Decatur Street, here all the way into our future. It's a musical production called Sanctuary. The Gospel Ensemble, Resurrection Singers, Resurrection Drama Ministry, you name it, are all going to be here along with gifts and extra instruments. It's going to be amazing. 7 o'clock Saturday night. <laughs> One thing I love about that song Sanctuary that you just heard is that it's one of those songs that helps us to imagine. And at both 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock today, while the Sanctuary Choir was doing that piece, there was a part of me that was imagining at the same time. And I found myself imagining this place absolutely packed, a sanctuary full. Saying yes to God, praising God, hallelujah to God. People all the way up to the top of the balcony, praising God from the deepest parts of themselves. <laughs> and uh, that's the 9 o'clock service. <laughs> for the 11 o'clock service, I imagine traffic jams, people lined up for blocks wanting to come to this place because God is up to something here and people are gathering together from all around the city to imagine together, to change the world together, to love together and work together, to imagine the greatness of God. A community gathering together to change the world, saying yes, praise, hallelujah, God is up to something right here and God is good. And all the time. Oh. I love what God's calling us to do. And uh, there are some amazing things. And when I think of all that God holds for us, you know, it can seem overwhelming. It can seem like too much. You know, creating a place where children become future leaders. How, how do you do that? To create a place that takes a stand for the equality of all people. How do you do that? Well, I know if God gives us the capacity to imagine it, God will give us the strength to do it. And in fact, what I hear Jesus Christ saying to us as we imagine, as we dream, believe, and give, and live, is this. I hear Jesus Christ saying to us as a congregation, you can do all things through me because I strengthen you. This power to change the world is not a self-manufactured power. It's a power that comes from the very heart of Christ to heal and transform lives. Oh yes, it's a big calling. But our world needs a church just like resurrection that will dream big enough to change the world, that will believe enough to rock the world, that will give enough to make difference in people's lives, a church that will mean life. Resurrection is part of our name. How could we settle for anything less? And Jesus says, you can do all things through me because I strengthen you. I am so excited about this Imagine campaign because I know it's giving us the capacity for world-changing ministry. And I'm not exaggerating here. We are going through a congregational shift. How many of you have been here for the last few Decembers? We get to December, and out comes that appeal help us finish the year on the upside financially. Here it is, the end of November, and we're $80,000 behind budget. Don't you get tired of hearing that every November and December? (laughs) For years? Well, part of the Imagine campaign is to get us to a place that when we come to the end of November or December, I can stand here and say, guess what? Resurrection! You're not going to believe this, but imagine with me. We have already made budget for the entire rest of the year. So enjoy your Christmas. Celebrate this December. In fact, why don't we raise $100,000 to give away to a hungry community? Imagine that resurrection. (laughs) Imagine that. Does that sound impossible? Jesus Christ says, you can do all things through me because I am Jesus Christ and I strengthen you. Hear the voice of Christ today. Uh, you're not going to believe what we're already imagining just in the next few months. If uh, you've heard the news, we're going to be a part of this nationwide campaign called Would Jesus Discriminate? And in a moment, Mark's going to tell you more about how there are going to be billboards in this city before this year is out asking that question, would Jesus discriminate? We're going to have a worldwide (laughs) impact because we have dared to imagine. And Jesus Christ says, sound impossible? No way, because you can do all things through me and I strengthen you. Oh, hear the voice of Christ today. Oh, I'm so excited. And yet, um, there are times when we need to hear another voice, and it's the voice we needed to hear this Monday, when, uh, when we got the word that one of our beloved members, who has served faithfully in the food pantry, was uh, diagnosed with stage 4 cancer, complicated with acute pneumonia. his partner uh, couldn't get off work so he's going from work to the hospital back to work and then before the week was out he received word that now his mother's in the hospital also. What does uh, the voice of Christ need to say at moments like this? Maybe something like this. Come to me all you who are exhausted from your deep compassion and your bold dreams. Come to me, Jesus says, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. Then Wednesday morning, phones started ringing throughout this congregation. Uh, because a beloved member who has touched so many of us in indescribable ways for so much a part of our history uh, passed at about 5 a.m. You have known him as a member of our board of directors. You have known him as a member of different home groups. You have heard him even recently sing with the anointing. You've heard him sing in the choir. Um, Chris Manuel, one who... uh, has touched so many of us in deep and abiding ways. It was a a powerful testimony to love when a number gathered in the hospital room where he had passed. And when the family arrived from Lake Charles, his chosen family, so many of you, and his birth family joined hands, and we anointed him in the loving name of Christ, and we sang Amazing Grace... And we prayed prayers. And uh, right there, resurrection was happening in this room because resurrection is love. And we felt that love and knew that love. And uh, Chris's impact is, is, is truly going to be an eternal legacy in this place. But you know, uh, grief is exhausting. And I know that as we gathered there, River Oaks Hospital and joined hands that right there in the background Jesus Christ was in our midst saying I have come I have come that you might have rest oh come to me you who grieve come to me come to me oh we need to hear that voice Oh yeah, God's called us to do great things. God's called us to imagine. God's called us to love. God's called us to bring love where there is death. God's called us to bring life. God's called us to open tombs. God's called us to extend ourselves. God's called us to be compassionate. And yet, compassion is born in that place of rest. And compassion is born in the heart of Jesus that restores us to do this work of compassion. Come to me all you who are tired. Worn and weary. Jesus says. And I will give you rest. The rest you need. To imagine, dream, believe, give and live. Let's imagine even this moment. That added to that banner. Is the word rest. Our world needs a place of rest so Monday Wednesday then came Friday a courthouse here in Houston two mothers from this congregation Leslie and Rhonda sat in the courtroom as a jury deliberated over whether or not Leslie was a fit mother for Kirby Leslie's the birth mother of Kirby. Kirby's seven years old. Leslie and Rhonda have given Kirby a home. And yet that jury deliberated on whether or not this home was fit for Kirby. In a minute, you'll be hearing more from Mark about what happened and the details of what happened. But let me say this. There is a couple from our church who truly need our prayers today because that jury decided against them. You'll be hearing more, but to mothers who have lost their daughter, what does Jesus say? Come to me. Come to me, you who yearn. Come to me, and I will give you rest this is why we are called to do the work we're called to do this is why we're called to imagine big I pray for the day when this congregation will be able to say to our community and beyond the day when we will be able to say to the state of Texas you have taken the last child from our homes <clears throat> And and I know when I start talking about this justice stuff and going off on on politics, I'll get some emails tomorrow. But I've got to address these kind of political issues because it's politics that have taken this child from one of our homes, and someone has to speak up. (laughs) And I know there's going to be a part of me that says, you know, why did I have to say that yesterday? Now I'm dealing with these emails. Why can't I be one of those quiet, nice, calm kind of gays? One of those non-controversial gays. And I just can't. I can't because we have to keep going back year after year and signing up for a marriage license knowing we'll be turned away. We need to keep doing this work. We've got to work to change the hearts and minds of this community. And equality work is hard work. But you know something? We will burn out if we don't stop at some point and hear the words of Jesus when he says, come to me, all you who work so hard for what you know is right. Come to me, all of you who fight for our homes and our families and our children and I will give you rest. Come to me. So we will do the hard work and we'll rest to have the strength that we need. So how do we do it? Our scriptures today give us some strength for this journey. Scriptures that call us to hear the voice of Christ. If you look at this scripture from Psalms today, you will see someone who is writing this scripture from a place of being fearful, Someone who felt that their life was threatened. Someone who felt their home was threatened. And yet the response of this writer is, In you, O God, I seek refuge. Christ wants to be our refuge. We have a God who wants to protect our hearts, our homes, and our lives, and will involve us in that journey. And then that beautiful scripture from 1 Peter Oh, how we need this kind of simplicity sometimes. Like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk. One of the beautiful things about our God is that God fathers us when we need fathering and God mothers us when we need mothering. And this is one of those beautiful scriptures that simply calls us to that simplicity and that beauty to, to, to drink this spiritual milk from the very heart and center of God. I love this line in the scripture from 1 Peter that says, Let yourselves be built into a spiritual house. Right now, the state of Texas does have the power to disrupt our homes. Many of us have employers who could strip us of our livelihood at any moment. But the spiritual house, they can't touch it. And then John 14. Jesus said this at a time when his disciples had just about had it. They had worked so hard, they'd put their lives on the line, it seemed like everything around them was crumbling, and now they were afraid of losing their best friend Jesus. He looks into their eyes, he sees how exhausted and tired they are, and he says to them, do not let your hearts be troubled. And I love this line where he says, In my house, there are many rooms. (laughs) And they're all for you. And what's beautiful here is that at least one of those rooms is a room for rest. (laughs) A room for rest. Oh, God is so good. God gives us what we need. As you go from this place today, I invite you to reflect on these scriptures and see what God is saying to you through them drink of this spiritual milk find this place of refuge and go into that room called rest which is also a room called love a room that God has prepared for us not to enjoy way out there somewhere but even today one of the great challenges is to find Sabbath moments throughout our life to find those restful places in the busy world so I want to give you a few quick tips on how you can begin to find rest every moment of every day uh, one thing to do is in your workplace. Um, put something within your eyesight that would draw you to rest. I know for some of us it's going to be a picture of Chris Manuel. That we'll see his picture and yes, we'll, we'll feel that grief but we'll also see that smile on his face and, uh, and find a moment of rest, a, a Sabbath moment, just, just looking at him. Um, you know who... Represents rest in your life. Put their picture somewhere where you can see it. Or put a flower somewhere where you can see a flower. Somewhere within your eyesight. Something. That will take you away from a stress of an angry phone call. To a moment of rest. A Sabbath moment right there. Another thing to do is to learn that. That breath itself. Is a gift. And in many traditions they teach what's called. A breath prayer. And it's where when you breathe in. uh, You pray something like. Um, God, I love you, thank you. God, I love you, thank you. Where every breath, in a sense, becomes a prayer. So that no matter what kind of conversation you're having, people around you may be yelling and screaming, but, but your breath in that place is a prayer. Some stress therapists have actually come up with this concept where you breathe in love and peace, and you breathe out the stress. Breathe in peace, breathe out stress. Don't do that. (laughs) The world has enough stress. There's no reason for us to be breathing it out there. (laughs) Instead, why not breathe in love and breathe out love? There's enough love. Breathe it in. Breathe it out. One of the most stressful moments, most unrestful moments that we oftentimes have in our daily life is when we're trying to make a light and it turns red on us. And we're sitting there thinking about how much later we're going to be. (laughs) Well, maybe we need to be late that day. Maybe, in fact, that stop sign is actually a red light. It's a sign from God saying, stop. Just stop. Look around you. Pray for the person in the car behind you. Wish love for the person in the car on the other side. And maybe even while you're stopping, since you're stopped anyway, look around and see what you see. Maybe you'll see something of God's love. It happened to me this morning. (laughs) About 6.20, coming to the church, there was a red light. So I stopped, and I looked up, and there was the most beautiful pink sunrise I've ever seen. It was like a beautiful pink quilt covering all of Houston. Saying, I am your God, and I love you. Look for me, and you'll find me. See, I'm all around you. Rest. We've talked about it. Now, we're gonna do it. Right here, crowd of people. With your permission, I'm going, actually without your permission. <laughs> 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 now that I think about it, let's be honest here. Um, I'm just going to come out and, uh, and join you and rest a while. And Janice is going to come out and join you and rest a while. And Kristen's going to come out and join you and rest a while. And again, make sure your cell phones and pagers are off because part of rest is getting silent. And we have some readings and some thoughts that we're going to just weave into the fabric of this place today. So imagine a giant pink quilt just creating rest and love here. Uh, Get comfortable, whatever that is, for you. And uh, God has a gift for us at this very moment as we rest together as a congregation.
1: When Moses becomes weary, leading his people through their trials in the desert, God tells him, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. For Moses, as for Jesus, rest is a precious ointment, a balm for a heavy heart. Jesus offers the simple practice of rest as a natural, nourishing, and essential companion to our work. Jesus invites us, learn from me, and you will find rest for your souls. If we forget to rest, we will find we work too hard and forget our more tender mercies, forget those we love, forget our children and our natural wonder. So God gives us this commandment remember to rest this is not a lifestyle suggestion but a commandment as important as not stealing not murdering or not lying remember to play and to bless and make love and eat with those you love and take comfort, easy and long, in this gift of sacred rest.
0: Oh, Jesus, we hear you. At least we want to hear you. But we've got to be honest. It's hard to hear you because everywhere we go, uh, something's calling for our attention. cell phones going off something's beeping something's buzzing someone's yelling someone is saying you got to do this now everyone around us they tell us that this can't wait and uh, sometimes we just keep moving and we don't even know how tired we are we don't know how pushed we are until we realize that we've not called our best friend for two weeks. Or we've really not stopped to think of you. And we've somehow gotten this idea that we've got to do it by ourselves. Okay, God. Jesus, what do you have to say to that? How do you get it to stop? Come to me. All you who are frazzled, beaten up, pushed, pulled. Come to me and I will give you rest.
2: Rest is the garden for our hearts. Our hearts yearn for rest. Our hearts yearn for love. Rest is the place where love is born. Rest is the home for our anxious bodies and agitated minds. Rest is essential for our spiritual lives. But rest is not an easy place to be. Since we're often insecure and fearful, we're easily distracted by whatever promises immediate satisfaction. And rest is not immediately satisfying. (laughs) Because when we stop, sometimes we meet our demons, our addictions, our feelings of anger, and our immense need for recognition and approval. Yet if you do not run away, when we stop to rest, we will meet there the one who says, do not be afraid. I am with you. And I will guide you through the valley of fear. I will guide you all the way through. I will guide you through to that place of rest and love. Let us therefore keep returning to that place of rest.
0: God, you've promised us so much. You've promised us your very self, your very life. You've promised us that place that at times we could only imagine. Oh God, just help us today to, to enter that place, that room, that sanctuary, that place where real life happens, that place where real love happens. Oh God, lead us to that place where we know we're not alone When we do the hard work of compassion, that place where we know we're not alone when we grieve the one we love, that place where we know that we are brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers, we are family. And as family, we create that shelter for each other. Help us to see you as you extend your hand and invite us into that room, that room called rest that room called remember, that room called love, that place where you are always waiting with your arms wide open, saying, come to me. I have a place for you. Come to me, all you who long for family and home, and I will give you rest.
1: In the early morning freshness, the disciples see Jesus. He stands on the beach by the water's edge and calls out to them. Jesus tells them where to let down their nets for a haul. Then Jesus invites them to the shore, where a fire and a cooked breakfast await them. Jesus breaks the bread and offers the cooked fish and serves them. It is a meal of deep love. It is a meal of deep healing. It is a meal of rest. Jesus ministers to his disciples' fatigue.
0: Oh, yes, God, (laughs) we want some of that. We want some of that bread. (laughs) We want some of that fish. We want to feast on your joy, your fullness, your abundance. And, oh, we see that table you've prepared. And it's so full. And you break the bread and you lift the cup. And you invite us. And you say, Come to me, all you who hunger. Come to me, all of you. And I will give you rest for the hard work that I've called you to do. Draw on my strength. Draw on my rest.
2: Receive the voice of Christ that calls you to rest. There may be many times when I reveal nothing, command nothing, and give no guidance. Yet your path is clear, and your task to grow daily more and more into the knowledge of me. To rest with me is to know me. I may invite you to sit and rest with me, yet I may speak no specific word. All the same, resting with me will bring comfort and peace. Only friends who understand and love each other can rest silently in each other's presence. I invite you to rest in silence while I rest with you.
0: Oh, Jesus, we thank you for this silence because in the silence we remember what we sometimes forget, that, that time is not a commodity to be used, but a gift to be received. Time is love, and you've given us all the time of eternity to love. Oh, God, help us to take that time to say thank you. And we thank you now because you've given us that refuge. When we've done our best and we've worked so hard and and we've given our energy to change the world and change the community, you, you then give us that refuge so we can hear you and so we thank you for that. And when we've had just about enough, You draw us to the simplicity of that pure spiritual milk. Oh, thank you for letting us drink deep. Oh, and you offer us another drink. And we know we're loved. And then you invite us to that room. That room that's always there in that spiritual house that cannot be threatened or destroyed. That room called rest. That room called renewal. That wonderful spacious room in your home that is a room called resurrection. Oh, we don't just imagine that place because you actually take us there. You take us by the hand and by the heart.